I want to welcome everyone to Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. I'm excited this evening to converse with my friend. I call her beautiful Brooklyn. <laughs> you know me, I'm always giving somebody an affectionate name, I call them, right? You do. And I named you Beautiful Brooklyn. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. And thank you so much for accepting my invitation, Paula, to share with your viewers, my viewers. We're here on Instagram, Story Live on the Life Changer underscore 45 page that belongs to Paula. And we are excited to share information about her journey. In my podcast, as you know, Paula, I have um, established a health series, and this will be the third episode in my health series. Oh, good. There's my daughter. Hey, that's my oldest hey, daughter. daughter. How it's are you? Oldest daughter. I'm the oldest my, daughter. My oldest daughter. She's 32. That's my oldest daughter. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to tell her age. Oh. Is it? Is it Melo, Melola Sweets? Yes, that's my oldest daughter. Okay, hey girl, we see you. Thanks for yeah, joining us. Hey hey <laughs> if you guys have a Facebook page, go ahead and copy the URL from your Instagram, top of your screen, and share it to your Facebook so that we might share this with Paula's other followers over there as well. The reason that I invited Paula to tell her story. I call this storytelling, okay, when I do the health series, because, you know, Paula is what we call a survivor, and God has blessed her to survive a lot of things. She is glowing and vibrant. Look how beautiful her skin oh, thank is. You. You, how do you feel today? Pardon? How are you feeling today? You know what? I feel good today. I was with my granddaughter, so I was busy most of the day. But around 3 o'clock, I started to wind down so I could okay. get ready. I didn't want to be too tired because, you know, I suffer from chronic pain. I have five okay. months out but I, I set this day apart because I wanted to be rested so we could have this conversation. Well, you're looking very well rested. You look, well, your skin you. is just beautiful. It's so glowing. Rose water, rose water. My daughter else, rose water. I like using natural products, rose water. Oh, well, you'll have to post that, please, on your page and tag me so that I can get me some, please. Yes, yes Because that skin, is, that skin is speaking, girl. It's speaking. You're always flawless, darling. Girl, please, a little powder helps. It does. <laughs> I, just, I just get all the steps confused, so I just leave it out. Well, for a good picture, I will put on some. Okay, well, you don't need it, you know, but you catch yeah. me with that um, afterglow I have after I walk and run in the morning, okay? That's a whole yeah. other story, whole Good other job. story. So I wanted, you know, to talk to our viewers here on Instagram, mm -hmm. our listeners who will hear this broadcast, because I will post it to YouTube, they'll view it there. I'll post it to Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Radio Public, Breaker. There's a lot of platforms that this will go to. But I would like for them to all understand what you have been through, what you have learned, any information that you can share 
about your different diagnoses, how you came to be prognosed, what it looked and felt like for you. Because, you know, oftentimes we hear people say, oh, I had this or I had that. I was diagnosed with this or that. But they never really talk about the symptoms, what they felt like in their bodies, what they saw or looked like. And so what I'm trying to do with this health series is not minimize your story because your story is important and it's unique to you. But I want people to have some indicators. They can go back and say, Paula said this. This is what she felt. So let's talk about it. How did all this start? What what happened for you first? What well, you what know, happened? Talk to me. What happened for me first um, to even get to the point of finding out that I had thyroid cancer? I had a reoccurring cough, and I thought it was a cold. And I had tried several things to get rid of it, home remedies. And I was talking to my daughter, and I was like, you know. Just, it just feels like it won't go away. I've tried echinacea. I've tried ginger. We did turmeric, black seed oil. You know, I've been drinking smoothies. And, um, I, and But I suffer from asthma um, mm-hmm. ongoing. So I tried my pump, and that didn't work. And I tried um, to do the uh, nebulizer. But I also noticed that I was becoming more tired. Tired. I was, yes, I was fatigued. Fatigue was a big thing for me and I wasn't used to that because I was always going and I'm like wait a minute what's going on here I had a lot of fatigue and um restless nights I always and and then I don't know it was because of um the medication um that I was taking before but I also had um like uh on on recurring sweats after I got my thyroid out it got worse but beforehand and it was a lump. It was hard for me to swallow. That's why I thought I had a cold, or I thought I had, I thought I actually thought I had strep throat that wouldn't go away. I thought it was strep throat. But when I had the test, it didn't come back positive for, thre- for strep throat. So, in the process of me, it took me about five months before I went to the doctor that I can recall when I started paying attention to myself and the symptoms that I couldn't shake. It was about five months. So that was the first indicator. But I was, because I, I had other health issues before this happened. So I was used to listening to my body. And one thing that I think most people don't understand is that your body speaks to you, but you don't listen. At first, it's a whisper, a little thing. Maybe you have a headache or you think you bumped your knee or you bumped your big toe. And you think, oh, that was from that other day or when this happened. And then your body starts to whisper a little louder. And when the pain becomes unbearable, then your body starts to scream. So um, I think we're uh, conditioned to, to work past the pain and work, work, work. A team no sleep. But we need sleep because the body has to have the opportunity to repair. If you're exactly. constantly going and going and going, then you're never going to get a, a chance to figure out what's wrong with you. And for a person with chronic pain like me, sometimes it takes me a moment to process. I say, I know I'm in pain, but I have to sit down and actually focus on where it's coming from. Okay. And it's kind of a joke. It's a joke for me because I gave my pain uh, when they come for a fibromyalgia, a PO, which is a pain mm-hmm. surge. 
So I'll tell my kids, my family, I can't talk right now. I'm having a PS. It's a pain okay. surge. I have to decide what's coming from now. I'm having a hot flash. So we can keep I talking. Understand. I understand. Trust me. I get them too. We can move past everything. We can move past that because, you know, um, thyroid cancer is really common. And what you have to realize is that, well, you, you might, like, I have a voice change. The, the most prominent thing for me was my voice is really raspy. And it wasn't like that before. So I th that was the biggest change for me, getting used to my voice. And um, I, all the videos that I had in my, my phone that I had at that time, I told my daughter, I just want to delete them all. I don't want to hear my old voice anymore. And she said, don't do it, Mom, because it's going to change. It's going to change. And it's good when you have a support group because people talk you out of irrational behaviors. There's my other daughter. Hi, Sage. Blazing Nova is my middle daughter. Hi. Okay. Where is she at? Let me see. I got to scroll. Okay, there she is, Blazing Nova. Hi. Yes. Gotcha. Welcome, love. That's my middle. So you said middle. that your voice changed. Yes. It's raspy now, you say. So yes. was the pitch higher before? Yes, before. Um, well, it was a little. It was a uh, higher. My, I have an identical twin sister, and we sound right, so much alike. Right. Yes, and we sound so much alike. But now you can tell us apart by a voice. Like on the phone, you couldn't tell us apart. And when I was younger, wow. I used to sing on the choir at church. I was a, a altoid, so it wasn't that high. But okay, it was, alto. It was a lot. It was a lot, of, it was a lot lighter to me. I feel like I sound like the Affleck. The, the my kids keep telling me I'm. <laughs> So I just have no, fun you don't, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's so DJ. crazy. Hi there, DJ. Thanks for joining us. Look, so, you I know, I wanted to ask it. you. You said something that's very key. The body speaks to us. Sometimes it's like a whisper, you said. And I concur with you wholeheartedly. Because I have had several bouts of different things. Thank God none of them were malignant. Right. I actually had a thyroid cancer scare myself mm -hmm. in 2017. And you know me, I'm very transparent. And so it was um, identified. I, I, my mom actually noticed she thought that my neck was swollen in 2017. And I mm -hmm. looked, you know, in the mirror at myself and I said, mm, not really. Maybe I'm getting a little bigger at this age, 51, right. I think it was. I thought I was growing, right? <laughs> and so then as I started stretching my neck like this, right, mm -hmm. I saw that there was something right there. And you can see it now a little bit because I'm yeah. transparent. I don't mind people seeing this because we need to pay attention to our bodies. Right. It was later determined, there it is, that I have what's called a gorda, G-O-I-T-E-R, and my great-grandmother, Zeddy May in Alabama, she had a huge one, like the bullfrog. Yeah. I have a golf ball here. Um, my sibling has two small ones, and several first cousins who are female have them as well. Yeah. But, you know, after, like, you biopsies and all, it was determined that it was yeah. not malignant, malignant, it's benign. I thank God for that. But I want yeah. you to tell us, Paula, if you feel okay with this, sure. you let me know, you know, if I'm crossing lines for you. Okay. I sure. want you to be comfortable at all times. When 
you um, couldn't get rid of that cough and none of those home remedies that you were using work, what, what steps did you take? The next step that I took, um, I wanted to see my primary care physician because like I said before, I, have, I had some chronic issues. So we had a great rapport and it was concerning to me because um, I was having problems with swallowing. And mm. if I had a discomfort, I didn't want to eat anything solid or um, anything too hot or cold. So I wanted to discuss it with her because I wasn't sure what was going on. And Question. Sure. You said that you had a discomfort swallowing. When you say discomfort, did it hurt to swallow solid foods? Yes or no? No, I don't know. I think my answer would be no. I don't know if it felt like I, if it hurt, but I felt like I was um, choking. Uh, you know, like it was, it was it. like it was a resistance. Like I felt like my my throat was getting smaller because of someone who has um shelter allergy. Yes, I have uh, I have an epipen because I'm allergic to bee stings and shellfish, so I know what that feels like. So it it kind of frightened me. It was okay. it had that sensation. But it didn't cut okay. off my breathing, but it just felt that I w it was hard to swallow. I'm pausing intentionally right now. Yes. Think about that. Because you I want people to think about what you just said. To everyone who is viewing this, who is hearing this, Paula just shared with us that before she knew or was diagnosed, I should say, with thyroid cancer, that at times when she ate solid foods, she felt that her swallowing was obstructed. It was uncomfortable for her. Now, you yeah. also mentioned that you tried not to, well, you tried to avoid hot or cold foods. Why is that? The, the sensation. I think for the sensation from me going down, it just felt really uncomfortable. Um, so I mainly, I, I love um, smoothies and juices. Um, and I'm more into fruits. So we only eat fish sometimes, not solid meat. And we eat mm -hmm. some substitutes, but I have fun with it. At first, it was kind of boring in the beginning, but mm -hmm. I have fun with it now. I think uh, my daughter went to school for culinary arts, so we come up with some awesome. really cool things at home. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. You have your own chef. Yeah. You know, I had my whole, I called it my love tribe. Um, once we found out that I was, that I had cancer, uh, thyroid cancer, everybody played a part in me eating healthy foods, getting to my doctor's appointments, making sure I was nourishing my body. I had my wheatgrass shots every morning uh, for my daughter, and they made they were I really had a, a whole team better than I could ever ask for, and I feel so blessed and grateful each day because I think they took it harder than I did. <laughs> well, I, you know I, what? I didn't allow anybody to cry. If you're going to cry, you can't cry around me because I'm in the mindset of I'm going to be healed. I didn't allow, I did not feel sorry for myself. I didn't allow anybody to feel sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I'm still alive. Why? Why are you sorry? That's right. I'm not sorry. Why That's are you right, sorry? That's right, girl. Speak Why? it into existence. Yes. You know, God is still a healer. I don't, I don't, yes, you, don't he is. you don't have to be sorry for me. Because I love, I love myself enough to try again, to try some different and holistic medicines because the uh, traditional medicine told me to try something else. You know, oh, don't you want chemo? Don't you want radiation? No, why not? Because I believe I can heal myself. The doctor was, he actually was 
really um, aggressive with me and saying, well, you should take it, but what if it comes back? I'm just like, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't? What if me, it doesn't? You took my whole thyroid out. You took out wow. seven nodules. You told me you got all the cancer out. So let's see what's going to happen after this. We're going to see if that comes back. If we test and we see some more cancer, then we'll see about that. I don't want no chemo. I knew because I had been uh, with other people in my family that were really close to me, if it ever came a time that I needed to have, that I was diagnosed with cancer, I, I knew that I was I didn't want chemo. I had a, a breast cancer survivor. At the time, I was dating somebody who had cancer, and uh, he went through four months of chemo, and it was just horrific to watch. Somebody's hair just come out, all your eyelashes, fingernails turn black, you know, projectile vomiting, it's not a pretty picture to watch. Some people need that, some people don't. Everybody's journey is different. And I just feel really blessed that I had the opportunity to pay such a big part in healing for myself. Because before I even got to the, uh, the thyroid cancer part, I had already changed my eating habits so I could lose weight. So I was halfway there. Halfway there. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Ah, you think you slick. You slid in. 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 You Eating healthy, health and wellness has to do with every part of you. And no truer words have ever been spoken to me without when somebody telling you your health is your wealth. Because the healthier you are, the more you can do for yourself. And as a yes. former caregiver for uh, a very long time, I've had the opportunity to see people at different stages in their health. And some of those things are preventable just by lifestyle changes. You know, and like what? Can, What's preventable by lifestyle changes that you uh, have witnessed or encountered? For 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 the beginning, when I first started my weight loss journey, it was because I had um, chronic high blood pressure and I was borderline diabetic. At that time, I was thirty eight years old, and my normal blood pressure was probably about one eighty over one ten. What? Yeah. Man, and uh, the yes at that time. And the doctor wow. told me, if you don't change um, your lifestyle, by the time you get 50, your quality of life, I'm, I'm not so sure about. I'm not so sure about. So you will want to do this for yourself. And that was in 2010. Look, and I'm so glad you asked, because I just want to show this former picture of me. Wow. This Look at my me girl. in 2010 on a cruise with my family. When I Beautiful. went on the cruise and I saw myself, I knew I had to try something different. This was amazing, by the way. We went on a cruise. It was 25 of us. Beautiful. Oh, I love, yeah. you know me, I, I'm a big picture taker. I believe in capturing memories. So thanks for sharing that. Yes. And uh, even my granddaughter, when my, I have that picture, it's on my screensaver on my phone. She's going to be fortunate. She said, Grandma, who's that? I said, that's me. <laughs> she said, no, Grandma. I said, yes, Grandma. That's Grandma with yellow hair. <laughs> <laughs> But you still have golden dreads, don't you? No, my hair is red. It's red now. It's red now. And then she told me, Grandma, you, 
big, 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 big. He told me, Grandma, uh, big, 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 big. I said, yes, not anymore. That was before. <laughs> hey, Dorothea, how you doing? LADV coach. Hey, girl. That's uh, one Hi of my domestic violence um, advocate. But yes. Awesome. Thank you for joining. It all starts with your mindset. Once you start yes. with your mindset, well, one thing is a, a whole trickle-down effect of being healthy, of being able to love yourself exactly where you are yes. and wanting to move forward and be better. So I didn't take it as a life sentence when I found out uh, about my diagnosis. I looked at the doctor. He was like, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to my children because we're going to make it through this too. And, you know, I think because at that time, I, to people outside looking in, I was in such, I was in better health than I had ever been. So, you know, most of my family thought it was a joke because I'm a prankster sometimes with them. And I said, no, this is really real. I had to actually show They didn't show believe you they did not when believe you told me. them that you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer. They did not believe me. They were in shock. They thought it was a prank. Nobody believed me. But this is one thing. Also, by talking to different family members, I realized that there was actually a history of thyroid cancer in my family with women that had never been discussed. Hold never. On. Stop. Hang on, pause. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The reason I'm saying thank you, Paula, because you said something that is so very key and important. Mm -hmm. Families need to talk. Yes. P-A-L-K. How else will you know right. what the history Medical mm -hmm. history. You know, we go to the doctor, and if we are a new patient or we're seeing a new doctor or whatever, they will ask you from time to time, and especially at the onset of a new patient-doctor relationship, yes. what is the medical history of your parents and your siblings, your yes. grandparents even? Yes. And Paula just clarified, verified confirmed how important now who did you find out had a history of this in your family on my father's side of the family um I, my father actually has 18 children so three okay. of those three of those children or have had uh thyroid cancer or some dealings with it my, my father's aunt i've had two cousins and um, and then it was other different types of cancer. But for the thyroid part, I found out about three people that I previously didn't know. But we have other cancers in our family, like bone cancer. And um, what was the other one? And breast cancer. My mother's a breast cancer survivor. So I had that as well. So, you know, um, I've been going back for my checkups, getting my blood levels, my, TS, my TSH levels checked. And I am so fortunate to still be cancer-free. But it all starts with we have to be able to share information. I don't know yes. when it became, you know, we grew up in a time when people said, don't talk about what's, what's going on in my house. But I think as, yeah. as women and even as a community, we have to be able to share information because it all, we can help ourselves in the first stages, preventive, preventive medical. Oh. If I, I found out in the early stages, if you find out in the early stages, then, you know, you have the opportunity and you have more choices than when it's more advanced. 
maybe in the early stages you have the opportunity to try something holistic that you can't try if you're in three or four stage. So being able to listen to your body and being comfortable enough to even recognize that something is different. You know, even yes. for over breast cancer, my breast is, is a, a little more sensitive or it's a little different uh, different size than I kept feeling. Size. You know, this, you got to be able to look at it and, if, and you will only know that if you take the time to love your body each and every day. Mm. So you have the opportunity to look at yourself in the mirror and look at your body and inspect because nobody's going to know you better than you. Doctors love data. They need the data from you. In order for you to give them the data, you have to be able to even recognize it. I'm giving you the mic, girl. Drop <laughs> the mic. You Drop have to be able to recognize it. You know, if I wasn't in touch with my body, and um, at that time I had taken off from work because we put work in place of a lot of things. We got to work. We got to pay the bills. We have to do this. But you still have to have, that's right, have the opportunity to take care of yourself. And like Dorothea just said, love your body and stop buying things. Right. Love yourself yes. right now, whatever body you in. I loved myself when I was over 400 pounds. And you see me on a, a, a cruise, and I was Girl, cute. you better go. And I was single. And, and I didn't cute. care. And I still went. And I still took pictures. So Absolutely. you have to love your body at whatever size you are when you get there. And you got to make a commitment. Hey, Kirby Fit Chicks, how y'all doing? Thank y'all for coming in. It's yes. absolutely important to be able to recognize when something changes with you. And if you if you don't listen to yourself or you don't look at yourself, we've been taught to shame. Yeah. I don't care what size I am, I'm gonna love myself exactly where I am because they make my size and that too. That's right, Listen, baby. I'm somebody bigger size. than that. That's right. Exactly. Hey girl. Have oh you seen God, the biggest size. loser? Yes, have I you have you watched that show? I watched they'll be show. over 400 pounds sometimes. Yeah, 600 pounds. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's just be honest. Hey, Let's keep it 100. Let's keep right. it real. There's a whole lot of people approaching 300 real quick. When you hit the 220, 230, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, and I really don't care how tall you are, getting to 300 is that's real right. easy. That's right. And that's, that's why... Right. You see me. I try to watch what I eat. Yes. I, mean, hey. I have high blood pressure that is under control. Yes. But I, I try to exercise regularly, right? And I watch what I eat. Yes. And in our culture, and this, this message that Paula is sharing today has nothing to do with race, ethnicity. Thyroid yes. cancer does not discriminate. Does not. I want y'all to be clear on this. It does not discriminate. Gordas, like I have, they do not discriminate. Okay? But we Thank have you. to be in tune. Like when we women, those women, and I'm going to say you men too, we have to do regular breast exams. I have five breast tumors. When I went for my first mammogram, Paul, at age 40, they found the tumor. Oh, Wow. That's okay, I'm about to be 55. I got Ooh, five. Girl, three and one, two and the other. I don't I know, know how good I look good. now. I used to think I was cute. Yeah, that girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, girl. Black don't crack. Did you say 55? <laughs> December 17th. If the Lord say the same, I'll be 55. Amen. See how God works. Yes. Amen. You're a hot mess, girl. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. 
had I not paid attention like you paid attention during my regular breast exams, you feeling right. what you felt, knowing that it was different than what you knew was normal for you. Right. Exactly. So you have to have a routine so you'll know what's normal. Ooh. Come on, girl. The key routine. word is what? Routine. routine. So you'll know what's normal. When you have the routine, right. you'll know what's normal. You know what to look for. And not yes. you have the opportunity. And this is one thing I want to say to people because I've seen a lot of doctors. Be your first advocate. If you go to a doctor and you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel like you're being heard, you have the opportunity to choose another doctor in your network. Yes. If you try, and if you can't get a doctor then, the next time it comes around to change, get somebody else. Somebody don't keep going to somebody who's not listening to you, especially when you know something is wrong. And before this happened, I kept telling my doctor, I think it's something wrong with me, but I don't know what it is. I just I, I just feel so out of place. And I yes. kept saying that to my children, and I said that I had to go. And I was, uh, you know, really on to taking care of myself and being available you know, to uh, for my children because that's what I wanted. And at the same time, when I got my ca my cancer diagnosis, I found out my daughter was pregnant. Aww. So, you know, that put a whole new dynamic on what I was dealing with and how I was going to face it. So, you know, I went to God and said, look, by your stripes, I'm healed. I'm moving oh, forward. Thank you. I'm going to be here with my daughter. I'm going to be the best grandma, G-mama, that anybody ever seen. G-mama? G-mama. Not grandma. I'm a G-mama. Yes, I'm going to be love. the best G-mama that they ever seen. And I'm going to love my kids the same way that they love me. I didn't I didn't give up. My One of my doctors, she tells me, my primary care physician, I wish more of my patients were like you. I say, you got to believe. If you want to change your life, you got to believe. You got to believe. And in the, the whole course of whatever that you're going through, uh, you got to speak it into existence. I'm healed. Oh, I'm healed. how I'm many healed. times have I posted? Yes. That's how we found each other. Existence. And you Ooh, never know Jesus. when you're speaking into somebody's Jesus. That's Jesus. how we started liking on Jesus. your post. You never know when you're speaking into somebody's life. Like, we didn't know what Black Panther was going through all that time. We didn't know. Ooh. Nobody didn't know. Just Girl, that I, wait a minute. One of the things that I hate is when people tell me, but you don't look sick. I'm not sick. Ooh. I have a chronic illness. I'm not sick. I have a chronic illness, but I'm not sick. So wait a minute. The key thing right there, I like that. We're going to stop right there for a minute. Because <laughs> you know I'm a clinical mental health counselor. Yes. And one of the questions that I'll ask my clients is this, regardless of what the diagnoses might be, mental health-wise or physical-wise, medically. What does that look like for you? Not them, yeah. not the world. What does it look like for you? What does it feel like? For you. Mm. Feels and like so it. we got to yeah. stop generalizing. That's right. And take some time and, and feel that. That's right, daughter. Sick does not have a face. What does it oh, feel sick like? Sick does not have a face, sick daughter. Have a face. Sick does not have a face at all. Sick look like this, that, and that too. Sick, huh. look, like the black, sick look like the Black Panther, but ain't nobody know it. And you know what? Mother and I, my sweet mom, my mom, she and I were just talking. What's today? Tuesday. It was probably Sunday night. Because mm -hmm. my mama, my poor mama, her heart is hurt. Yes, a lot of Bozeman has transitioned because she, she actually got to see him speak 
Oh, nice. At the um, Howard University commencement exercise two years prior, my little cousin Dominique Vernon um, was graduating from Howard University. Our mother traveled there for her graduation. Amen. And she loved Chazik Bozeman. I was like, who is Chazik Bozeman? She said, the Black Panther. <laughs> yes. Mommy, look, mommy was on point and you didn't even know it. Girl, mama always on point. My mama's 77, yes. the lady. That's that chick right there. Yes. The mind and the body is real sharp. Amen. She keep me on my toes. Thank that's God. Yes, that's a but blessing. But you know what? You you said something, Paula, right there. When I watched that tribute that the network did for him, I was in awe of him. Why? Because there was no way we really would have known because he never spoke it. He never told us. Never yes, said his physical did change somewhat, but I'm not towards so... The end, towards the end. But you know what else? Listen, you got to think about this. He had a tight circle because nobody leaked his Nobody leaked it. He was walking Baby. with favor and anointing. Ain't nobody leaking business. Let's just let let's just resonate on that. Let's stop nobody. right there and pause again. We're gonna pause nobody. right there because I got I got something to say. We're gonna nobody. Pause. Let's pause. Let's pause. Five seconds. One. Nobody in his circle said a word. And I am clear to post on yeah. social media that my circle is a dot. <laughs> I ain't got no circle. I used to Whoa. have what I thought was a circle, baby, until I found out that a circle wasn't blimp. Okay. You understand. You understand. So under those And as popular as this celebrity artist is, actor, did we ever hear a possible leak? Never. Not a, never. Not even a Zilch. Not, not even an inkling. You never know what somebody else is going through. What you say? Repeat it, girl. You never know what somebody else is going through. Say never it one more time for the people you, in the back. For the people in the back, let me tell you. You never know what somebody's going through. Ooh. I survived 10 surgeries, thyroid cancer. I've been beaten, left for dead, all those things, and I'm still here. Domestic violence, homeless. You never know what somebody's going through. So don't judge a book by its cover. You never know. You better write the book. <laughs> I'm I waiting for the book. Sorry, hey, Rosie. Right, and everybody, exactly. Everybody always assumed that you're on drugs when you start to look dog. You don't know what somebody's going through. When you're grieving somebody's death, you can lose an extended amount of weight because you've lost somebody that you've been loved for so many years. It don't have to be drugs. You know, you never know what somebody's going through. Don't automatically assume the worst. I could be getting my life back together because I couldn't see myself without this person and now they gone. You don't know. So let's just have a little more love. Spread a little more love and light and encourage somebody and see if they need a hand up or see if they need some help. If you can't help them, don't talk about them. Just let them go. If you can't help them, don't talk about them. God, you know, uh, maybe, hey, <laughs> all right, Dorothea. Karma has the last say-so. You know, when you go up and talk, you just let karma take care of that. Wait a minute. Where is she at? Girl, that's... don't you start with this karma stuff. Don't you start. Because, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a PK, a preacher's kid. 
All right. But I'm a Christian. I know the Lord for myself. And the Bible says you will reap what you sow. That's right. And karma has nothing to do with reaping or sowing. It's, yep. it's something totally different. Mm. But we need to. I tell people this all the time on my Facebook. Keep mm. your mouth off of me. Amen. Keep your mouth off of other people. OPP. That's right. Leave people alone. Like Paula said, if you cannot exhort, if you cannot encourage, That's if right. you cannot uplift, if you cannot undergird, which means That's pray right. for them, if Amen. you cannot lend a helping hand, leave them be. Leave them be. Leave them be because they would be better off without you and your mess. Amen to that. You know, people are going through so much, especially now in the day and time. I stop and I think back. If I have a disagreement with somebody the other day and I say, you know, they're going through something, I'm going to let that go because I don't want to start making bigger than what it is. Because one time when you will say, I want to call the police to calm this down, you might come and somebody going to end up dead. So I told I was in the beauty supply store and the girl, they was arguing. I said, baby, let it go. Let it go. Don't let your mama, don't let your mama turn on the news and hear about you. Over over somebody jumping in front of you in line, let it go, baby. It's all right. It's jumping all right, baby. in front of you in line. Girl, you yeah. know what? Let it go, baby. Let it go. I, you know, I know you a grown woman like me, but I'm going to call you girl, like home girl. You feel right, me, right? Right, I be sitting up here, Ebonics. I'm talking Ebonics. Yes. And Paula, you're real good about waving to the people. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm on one right now. Yes, go Normally ahead. I do all hey, that. Uh, we have but I'm going to just say this. I be sitting up here watching the Facebook reports and the MSNBC and the CNN, the it's, Fox it's News. So and I'm looking at the local news and some of these crime reports. Oh, my God. It's a whole lot of foolery going on. Yes, it is. That so just don't need to be. They, people, you know what? Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. The Bible says turn the other cheek. Walk away. It don't mean that you have to stand there and get slapped, kicked, knocked down. Walk away. If you have the opportunity, walk away. And I told her, I said, baby, you need to live to see another day. And don't do this to oh. your mama. I don't know you. She talking about, if my mama was here, I said, well, you ain't got to worry about it because I'm here. And I'm old enough to be your mama. How are you? 27. Okay, I got a daughter 32 and I got a daughter 30. I'm old enough to be your mama. And as the woman that's old enough to be your mama, I wouldn't want to see my daughter in the store acting like this. So let this go. If you, they call your mama at work and tell them that the police came and drove you out of here and the next thing you know, you shot and dead. What's going to happen to your mama? She said, yeah, think, stop and think about that. Do you want to be Do you want to be alive or do you want to be right? Do you want to be loved or do you want to be right? Let it go. Right. Let it go. What we living at now, you don't got to be right. Let it go. Live to see another day. Go home and see your mama when she come off work so she can make you something good to eat. You ain't got to be in here. Go to another store if this person getting on your nerves. You know, just, I'm just saying, this, these are all women. I'm talking about women, especially as a woman. If you don't have a man to protect you, you got to be able to think so wait, you can wait, be wait, Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. You see, I done leaned in. <laughs> my my homegirl, the music artist, Sarah LaRose, when I give this eye like this and I come close, she said, don't do it. But baby, I have to come close for you. What yeah. you talking about? You what you got... talking about? Now, you know this now. And then it's something, a lot of times they think we angry black women. No, we tired black women. 
just because you you I'm a single, I'm not gonna let you run over me. That don't make me angry, but sometimes I gotta be a little aggressive and you and be a little more masculine because I'm protecting myself because I don't have a man. So let's wait just a not wait, 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 wait. Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're gonna pause again. Yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in a group counseling session with you because <laughs> you come up with so it's just me and you right I'm here on this camera, it. but baby, you come up with so much truth. It's like ten people talking to me. I'm dead listen. Paula, you gotta go to you wisdom, life lessons. What, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom, life lessons. You live long enough to know that what you thought was right one time, it might not be right, but there's another way you can do it. Or it might, it might not be wrong, there's another way you can do it. And sometimes we as women, we have to not be so stubborn and learn how to compromise. I don't want to compromise. Sometimes you have to. Okay, so this is what I'm going to need you to do for me. <laughs> I used to think submit was a bad word when I was younger. You could never get Submission? Me. I used to think that was a bad word when I was a young Can you just be quiet for a minute? <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I was like, what? Submit? You think I'm a slave? I would never do that. But that's actually but you were married, Paula. You were yeah. married. Did you not submit to your husband, as the Bible says? No, I didn't. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm just gonna go on and but tell you. But you married him, and the Bible says that you were to be submissive to your husband. Nah. I just heard you say we single women don't have a man to protect us. Single yeah. women don't necessarily need a man to protect them. Yeah. We are covered by God if we are single, and yes, we can protect ourselves. Single women that want but when to be you are married, right? What That's did you different. say? I said single, single women don't want to be in a relationship and have a covering. Everybody that's single don't want to be in a relationship now. I'm, just, I'm not saying that, you know. Absolutely. Right. But if you want Honey, a covering. Honey, you better speak the truth. <laughs> if you want a covering, then that's something different. Absolutely. He is my covering. The Lord is my covering. I am a single woman. I am 54, never married and single. And the Lord is my covering. As a child, my father was my covering. Because I have never married, the Lord is my cover. That's if right. the Lord should allow for me a husband, then he will be my earthly physical cover, but the Lord will still be my heavenly cover. I believe, I believe that. I believe that. It's most the truth. Definitely. It's the Bible. Yeah. I believe and I'm that. a Christian, so that's all I can speak. You got that's right. You speak for what you know and what you go for. Amen. So do I. I know. So that's why I said. Yes. And I believe that same way. That's that same mindset that you have to have when you determine, when you decide that you want to change your lifestyle, to heal your body, to move forward. You know, you can't bring it on back. Bring it yeah. back. You know, I what or what if I did this? Okay, well now you can have the best lifestyle you can at this age, at this time, wherever you're at. Some changes can happen. You know, when I was when I went to the doctor, the one thing that that helped me change my mind. And to move forward with changing my life was, he told me this one thing when he thought I was borderline diabetic. Oh. Once the damage has been done, it cannot be reversed. It cannot be reversed. Stop. Once the damage Stop. has been done, it cannot be reversed. I can speak to that, and I won't call no names. But I have a family member who was diagnosed with diabetes in, the, in their 30s. Mm-hmm. 
what I had learned during that time, because my dad was a diabetic at that time. He was mm -hmm. not a diabetic because of genetics, so to speak, or because of his lifestyle choices. My dad yeah. was in a car accident at a terrible car accident that caused him overnight to become a diabetic. Wow. He lost part of his pancreas. He part, lost part of his liver, part of his spleen, one of his kidneys. He incurred um, COPD, mm -hmm. chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, congestive heart yeah, failure. He, he, was on, he was an insulin-dependent di um, diabetic because of a car accident. But then somebody else in my family, in my, in my bloodline, direct bloodline, became a diabetic in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And what my dad said at that time is if you change your lifestyle and your nutrition choices, exercise yes. choices immediately, you can right. reverse this thing right now. Yes. But what did not happen was the necessary level of change, I suspect. I'm only suspecting. And right. now, 20 years later, almost, that person is still a diabetic. But you know what? I'm going to say this because, you know, me like you, one thing I've noticed about you, I don't always comment on your page, but I watch. Oh, honey, I be watching. You do a lot of research just like I do, and you post a lot of good information, Paula. And I oh, want you to start you. tagging tagging Cara Jones on Facebook with that information so I can share it. Please start tagging sure. me. I can't get to all these people's pages, but if you tag me, I'll see it faster, right? Okay. No One problem. thing that I have learned, because, you know, I try to um, comply or follow that keto lifestyle a lot. Yeah, I'm hot, too. I just ain't got nothing to fan. <laughs> Girl, I'm burning up. These lights is a mess. But, you know... One thing I found out, and what we don't hear too often, and I'm just going to speak. We have seen a lot of these chronic illnesses like diabetes, heart disease caused by high blood pressure and so forth reverse because of what? Lifestyle changes. That's right. Lifestyle changes. So we're going to just let that, you know, the folks marinate on that for a okay. minute as we have a hot flash <laughs> in our 50s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me get my ice water. I'm about to get up because <laughs> I need my ice water. My, fan. My, great, my daughter bought me a fan. Isn't that cute? Where is it? Oh, how cute. What does it say? New York. It says New York. My daughter bought it for I me. I want one. It's got the bright light. I'm going to have to find you one. I'll send you one. I'm going to ask her where she got it from. I would Girl, definitely you don't have to one. send it. I used to live in New York. When I come back there, you can take me to get me one. Oh, yes. That'll even be better. I live you, there. You I love living there, but I don't miss living there. No. Especially now. <laughs> it's Look, too fast for me at this age. Girl, I need a slow pace. <laughs> I'm a California girl, and I'm used to the fast. If I'm Oh, God, up until my 40s, I went from California to D.C. to New York, whatever. Baby, nice. Alabama and Texas feel good to me in my 50s. <laughs> I can't keep up. I'm, I'm not even trying to keep up. We can go visit. Right. Nice. If I were to move back to the East Coast, I would just have to pop in and pop out of these, you know, the lifestyle because I like to be home. I'm a homebody. There's nothing wrong with that. Who is this? Wrong. Somebody is saying, wow. What are you saying, wow? Wow for what? Type um, in 
Who is this? L.A. Lady Coach. What do you mean, wow? Why are you saying oh, wow, said, Lady Coach? Don't mess Talk with the when we was talking. You what don't she said? The don't mess with the anointing. You don't want my father's smoke. I know that's right. Amen. Let me go Ooh. back and read some news. Oh, girl, you amen. gonna make me bust out in a shout? And people say that was all oh, right. The one of people saying that he was on drugs. That was when we was talking about Black Panther. Mm, now he wasn't yeah. on no drugs. And you know what? Mother and I were just talking about that. And I said, Mom, you know, all of us have a purpose. And I try to encourage people to find their purpose, right? Yeah. Find your your why, your reason for existence. That's right. We were not just born. We do not just live where we live and born to the parents who birthed us and grow up in the environments that we live. There's a reason for all of this. And mm -hmm. the sooner that you can identify your purpose. Amen. Your father being diabetic. Wow. Said, yes. Was, My father was a diabetic as a result of a car accident and the injuries that he incurred. Wow. That but is, you know that what? Is major. He was Overnight. 32 when that happened, lady coach, and he lived to be 64. He Amen. had a lot of good blessing. days and he had a lot of bad days. And I learned a lot from that. Amen. That was a blessing. I learned what to do and what not to do. And I haven't always done it right, but I thank God that he has kept me. Amen. Healthy. So far, thank you, thank you, Lord. I thank you. So, this yeah. is what I'm saying. We none of this is by chance. I think it was Bishop T.D. Takes. There's a, a, a series that he preached, it had to be in the early 2000s. The title mm -hmm. of that, Paula, was Nothing Just Happens. Yes, you know, 2003, I went to the Potter's House to a, um, a conference. No, you didn't, girl. Beautiful place, beautiful place when I used to live in Atlanta. Huge, every it's so open, so inviting. It's huge, it, yes, huge. It was yes. very inviting, yes. So, he, he preached that. that series, ma'am. I remember that series, I got it. It's in the, it's in the library. Nothing mm -hmm. just happens, nothing just happens. And the mm -hmm. reason that I'm saying that is because you know, people. You try to rationalize illness. Mm -hmm. People try to rationalize, rationalize disease, accidents. They try to understand, rationalize how you can be up one day and down the next. Well, none mm -hmm. of us know why. Things happen. Absolutely. And when we're going through, because we've all been through something, Mm. And we might be going through something right now. And I say to the person who's on this live, Paula's live right now, if you are going through something right now and you feel that you cannot make it through, look at Paula, look at her, look right here, look up, don't look at me, look at her. Look at the testimony, the living testimony that God has put in front Amen. of you to show you that he can bring you out. Yes, he can. Thank you. I have never not made it. Even in my weakest point, and my lowest point, being homeless in three three different states with four little children, what? baby. God is still wait, 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 wait. And left for Paula, we at the one hour mark already. And what are you talking about being homeless in three different states? How did that happen? I've been homeless at different times in my life, uh, different mistakes, bad relationships. You know, you just have to be able to uh, move forward. As a young mother, I had my first daughter when I was sixteen. And I just want to give hope to somebody who think that they don't have a, yes. no hope. 
you know, right. you can make it. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. You are not your situation. If you want to change it and you want to move forward, it all starts with you. Everything you need is inside of you. Let me tell you, when I decided I was going to leave an abusive relationship, and I told you I've been trying to stay on track, but it all comes along with the whole package. Um, I you made are a on track. <laughs> uh, I had a conversation with my children first. And my oldest, my oldest daughter was 13 at the time, and she's 32 now. And I said, you know, what do you think? Uh, we got to try something different. She said, Mommy, I know you think I don't hear you at night when you cry, but I know you do. So I know you're not happy. So I think if we can leave, we can try someplace else. They were really mature, you know, because I gave them the option and I had conversations with my kids. And, you know, we moved to different places. We had passwords and nobody didn't know the code word to come pick you up. You don't go with them, you know, being stalked and being in relationships with people. You got to be able to love yourself more. When you, when you invest the time and loving a, another person more than you love yourself, you make that person your God. And you got to ask yourself what's going on with you at that point. So, um, when you, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to do a Mickey Howard on you. She just said, <laughs> you said, when you do what? When you said, when you love somebody more than you love yourself, you make that person your God. How is that possible? You what do you mean? Worship, ideology. How you go if you met you let somebody or you allow things to happen to you that you normally wouldn't allow. Like what? People, uh, gaslighting, abuse. What's gaslighting? When somebody's trying to uh, make you think that something is your fault when it's not. If somebody is financially abusing you. Oh, somebody is verbally abusing you. If somebody wait, 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 wait. Because you know I'm a clinical mental health counselor. <laughs> you don't put on my hat. Okay, what do I'm you talking mean? about my life experience. I try to do. I know you are, girl. That's why we on this. That's why we on this live. Right, right. See, my you said experience. something that a lot of people don't believe or understand, mm -hmm. but they experience it. People understand physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse. And when I mention financial abuse, they always be like, what? Well, what do you mean by that? What's financial abuse mean to you? What did that look like for you? Financial abuse. If somebody comes and if you work all weekend, you come and you have to give your whole check to your, to your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, and you don't have any say, that's abuse. I, I earned this money. Why can't I spend it the way that I want to? You or might as well be being pimped. Exactly. Or somebody take money out your account Traffic. without anything, and then later they, they justify it. That's financial abuse. Yes. I, I don't get teach. I don't get the opportunity to buy what I want because they want to do whatever they want to do with your money. That's people taking it with my money. That's abuse of power. Yes, I don't care who it comes from. If it comes from your spouse, your teacher, your preacher, whoever, that's abuse of power. And you yes. know, you have to be able to, to come to terms with that and, and be able to talk about that and stop thinking that you have to keep everything a secret. It has to be at least one person. In order to get out of any situation I learned uh, through the years, it has to be at least one person that you trust. It's gonna be, it has to be at least one person that, even if you don't trust them, sometimes it's the person fleeting. You can see in their eyes that they'll help you. 
It's got to be some one, one person you can connect to. I'm not even connect. gonna say trust. Connect to. It's got to be one person you can connect to. I'm not even gonna say trust. Because Girl, you wait a minute. Because trust is not easy. Right. Connect to. I have gotten. I uh, over the years, I'm still at all at the kindness of strangers. You know, when somebody moves and they see that you are in distress or that you are in danger, you will be surprised if you just open your mouth and ask. Or if you're in a situation that somebody will help you. I just sent a friend um, this meme last night. I'm, I'm on my laptop right now. It's in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture that I love. And it talks about entertaining strangers. Mm. It's in Hebrews 13.2. And it says... Be not forgetful. Hold on a minute. My computer want to go a whole bunch of places. On the Bible Hub website, the New International Version says in Hebrews 13, 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing. The mm. King James Version, however, which is what most people are used to hearing, mm -hmm. and it may ring a bell because it sounds more familiar, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Mm. All that scripture is saying is what you just said. You may not be able to trust because a lot of us like me have trust issues because of the trauma that we have survived. Right. Key word, survived. That's right. Don't mean we don't have triggers, but we survived, right, Paul? That's right. But even if we can't trust you, we might be able to connect yes. with you. Absolutely. And God will send. I, I am a believer. Yes. I know for a fact. Um, that he still does to this day. God will send your higher power, whatever you call him, I call okay. him God, will send people along your path yes. to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't know anything about your story, but they would appear. They don't know nothing about you. And on your journey. And like I saw my daughter um, wrote down there, you can make it on broken pieces. Last words. Ooh! Oh, that's good, sister. The last word, you can make it on broken pieces. I, I, that, that used to I'm going to need you to time. send me that in my <laughs> inbox right now. You can make it on broken pieces. You can make pieces. it on broken pieces. Because you know what? Which daughter was that? Which daughter? Yes, um, oh, Blazing there she Nova. is, Blazing, Blazing Nova. Nova. Yeah, Blazing Nova. No, Blazing Nova, can you please go to my inbox and send me that? Because, baby, you're going to write a whole exposition on that. <laughs> so. Can you see oh, me? do you remember where we left off? Yeah, I see you, girl. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, I don't remember. Look, I was getting ready to say, what were we talking about? I don't know. Girl, we was talking about so Look. much. We, the Instagram was so real, it just cut we us off. We were talking about, um, you know, once the damage has been done, it can't be reversed because we started talking about your dad, right? And uh, Dorothea had said about him becoming diabetic the next day. That once the damage has been done, it it can't be reversed, so we have to take care of ourselves now. Being able to discuss mm. what you're going through, you know, and sharing your experience with other people like what we're doing now, that at least gives us the opportunity 
And that's right, daughter. You can make it on broken pieces. Nothing. There it is, girl. Send it to my <laughs> inbox, Blazing Nova. Yes. I need it in my inbox. Because once this goes away, I won't see it anymore. Once I download yes. it, it's gone. I don't see the color. I got it. I'll send it to you. I got it. I'll send it to you. Yes. But you. We, we have to be able to know that. Hey, Rosie, you have to be able to know that because, listen, what I found out on this journey of um, health and wellness and being able to turn my life around at 49, I'm in better health than I was at 39 because I took the time to heal myself. I took the time to listen to my body. And it's, it's not done overnight. You know, it's a gradual process. Small things every day lead up to the big things that you need to change your life so you can live healthier. You can have more time with your loved ones. And just, you know, just not being in pain constantly. Constantly being in pain is no life. That I feel like that's a, a prison sentence, you know, when... Uh, some of those things can be avoided just by the type of foods that you eat. You know, just getting up and uh, moving your body around 10 to 15 minutes a day. You don't have to go to a gym. You know, you can still be um, out big and healthy. You can still cur you can be a curvy fit chick. You can be yes, you can be a curvy fit chick. The first thing doctors always <laughs> ask me, immediately they always ask me as soon as they see me, because of my size, I know that's what it is. Uh, are you diabetic? And I'm not diabetic. That's the first thing that they ask me because um, if you are, most of the time that compl that complicates so many other things. But I'm very fortunate, like I said. Be oh, I remember where we left off because I told you I was homeless before. Yes, yeah, three times. Three times in New York, in Georgia, and in North Carolina. So okay. yeah, I, I made it through all of that with my children. But it's all about being able to change your mindset because if you get stuck. Uh in a situation that, oh, this is woe is me and, you know, all the negativity. No, you got to be able to be, and I think personally, my personal thing is being a life learner. I'm not afraid. Yes. I'm teachable and I'm willing to um, learn something different if that needs to be. Just being able to be teachable sometimes can help you in a lot of situations because we don't know everything and you can always learn something different. Always. So um, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. And um, I'm so grateful each day for each breath that I have because I can remember when I was, when it wasn't so pleasant. And one of the things I used to tell um, my children all the time and my friends, I remember when I had tears, but it was tears because I was in so much pain. But I had the promise that one day they were going to be tears of joy. If yes. you keep going. You know, if you believe in Esther, you read the Bible, and you read stories, and you have people, just people around you to inspire you that you see every day. Sometimes what you're going through is not even for you, it's for somebody else. You got to keep, keep going so they can know that it's possible. And you have to keep going so they can know that it's possible. We don't get to choose our assignments. Sometimes our assignments choose us. So you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You know I can talk forever, so I'm going to finish up my cold tea. Sip your tea. Please mm. sip your tea. Girl, you done said so much right there. Mindset, number one. Yes. yes. I teach on cognitive restructuring, I say. Mm -hmm. I teach on that. That means changing how we process our thoughts. 
Yes. Mindset is 99% of the solution. Then you talked about sometimes what you're going through is not for you. It ain't even for you. But for someone else who's watching you go through. There's a, there's a gospel song that said, be careful. Be careful. How you treat your neighbor. Be careful. Basically, how you carry yourself. Because you never know who's watching you. And you made me think Someone. of Someone. Go on, dear. Always. Always somebody's watching. And I was thinking about when I was going through my trans... When I was leaving, there was this one song that I used to always listen to. It was a gospel song about a Canton Spirituals. I got to clean up mm. what I messed up. Started my life yeah, all over girl. again. All over again. <laughs> I, I played it all. What I you know about the Canton Spirituals? Well, that's right. You from you went to North Carolina. That's right. And sometimes, you know, you got to sing and make yourself happy. And you got to keep going. Praise. You got to wor worship your way out of some stuff. And, you know, sometimes when you put on that and you praise and worship, if you're living with somebody that don't believe the same thing you're doing, they'll leave. Every time I come home, you got this tape, man, man. You can run them out. Bye. Bye you can boo. run them out. Look, open up the door and they just fall right on out. I got to clean up what I messed up. And we got <laughs> to be able to do that. Look, you don't get stuck in a situation. I remember for me now, you know, I'm talking about me. When I realized that I was choosing the same man, the same type of man with a different face. See, when you take accountability for the part that you play in the mess that you're in, then you're working with something. You might you could change something, but you got to take your own accountability first. So I had to take that into consideration. That sometimes, you know, you invite this stuff into your presence, but why is it? Let's look at what's going a on. A spirit? Was it a spirit? <laughs> Absolutely. You invite that in because we've been through so much. We didn't even know we was traumatized. But when you realize when you know better, you do better. So you got to be connected to the right thing and the right people if you want to come out. But if you always want to be woe is me, crab in the basket mentality, I don't want to live like that. So we have to make choices. Life Blaise is about choices. Blazing Nova said, that's your daughter. You yeah. aggravate their demons. Girl, you better <laughs> preach. What you know about that, Blazing Nova? You just a baby. She know. She know we had to pray our way out. Sometimes you don't right. need, ain't no money going to get you out what you got to go on. Sometimes you got to fast and pray your way out. It ain't even about the money. It's about you, what you believe and what you stand on. Are you going to take this this time or are you going to move forward? How many warning signs do you need? Ooh, um, what's a warning sign? What's oh, a warning sign for domestic violence, Paula? Warning sign. Um, for, I was just thinking for me, the person, repetitive, abusive words. Or mm. saying, oh, I'm sorry, just time. I'm going to make it up to you. I love you. Red flags don't turn green. Red flags do not turn green. If That's they were in the beginning, they're going to be red throughout the relationship. Red flags do not turn green. I don't care how cute he look. I don't care what kind of cologne he got on, what kind of suit he got on. Red flags do not turn green. Okay. I'm right. moving around a little bit. How many, how many times? But we come there when you, when you complete and hold with yourself, 
then you won't have yes. to be attached to, to, to people with spirits like that. But it takes right. work. It takes work. It was not done overnight. I have not always been this confident and always stood around with this smile. I remember when I had these teeth cracked from domestic violence. Really? Yep. Did it did that mess with your self-confidence, yeah? It did for a while because I had to get it um, fixed. It was chipped. And I begged the doctor. Okay. For a while, it did. But I knew that I didn't want to be in that situation. So I had to start making my way back. That was when they had old-timey old flip phones. Mm -hmm. Back in the, the 90s. Yep. When the flip phone went up. Oh. And if I we survived, anybody that survived the 80s, they ought to be grateful. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and baby, you know what? It wasn't easy. It was not easy. It was not. I, I experienced a lot of trauma in the 80s. That's right. Amen. Yes, uh, seriously. Yes. Coming all the way back, I did I, a lot of trauma going through. And I used to work in the 80s and the 90s. One of my first jobs was working with people living with HIV and AIDS when their own family didn't want to be in contact with them. Because, I, like I said, I was a caregiver. So okay. I feel really blessed to have had the opportunity to serve to serve, to serve in different capacities. Yes, different to serve. Capacities, to serve in and different that's, capacities. You know, that's what a lot of people don't understand, that a lot of times it's in serving that we distract ourselves from what we're going through. Amen. So true. A life of service is really what we're called to do. Yes. If we're not so self-centered and self-absorbed. That's right. The li a life well, of you know, service. Ma'am? I said a life of service. Giving somebody the information and the opportunity to change where they are. If it exactly. was for one person to do that for me. So we have to remember, even if uh, we come out it should be a point where you want to reach back and give somebody else the same information or more that was given to you. Right. I need somebody to know with three small, four small children, you don't have to stay. Even if you think that you can't make it because he make all the money or whoever your partner is make all the money, you don't have to stay. There's always right. a way. So, you so know, what would you say to the woman? Because I have um, had a clinical mental health counseling clients who were domestic violence um, survivors, those who got away, what would you say to the woman as we are entering mm -hmm. uh, Domestic Violence um, Awareness Month next month? Yes. What would you say to the woman right now who may be in a situation in their home or relationship-wise mm -hmm. where they are being physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially abused and they don't think that they can um, move on? What would you say to them? How might you encourage them? I would like to say to you that there's always a way, especially if you're a mom. Uh, I want to let you know you have an obligation to your children for them to to know that this is not a way for them to live. And if you really think about it, all the stuff and things are not so important because stuff and things can be replaced, but your life can't. Right. Though all those things that you think are so important, your life can't. Your life can't be replaced. When I was moving around and I lived in one room, one hotel room with my children, I was grateful because I had the opportunity to get away before he really spiraled out of control. And we got to think about that. How is this going to affect your children? 
And most of the time, what I really can't stand for them to say, you stay, you stay for the children. You stay for the children, and then you create something totally different in a toxic environment and toxic people, uh, and little people that turn into toxic big people because you decided to stay in this toxic relationship. And then you don't know yeah. what's going on with all this toxic things because you have convinced yourself that you have this perfect life. Well, that's another story. So, um, what's perfect? Perfect by whose terms, too, eh? Right, right. By your terms and your standards. Because uh, right. for me, I would say um, you don't want to admit that, have everybody else say, I told you so. So I'm going to try, I'm going to make it work, you know, even if it kills me because I don't want to have to go back to my mom's house or I don't want to have to go back, you know, whatever you tell yourself, you're going to stay because you're And it just might life. kill you, too. It just might kill you. And your children. And your children. More has been more and more now than ever before. So yes. take a long look. Think about it. And I, I pray that you can make the connection with the person that you need so you can move forward and you can come out of that relationship. Because everybody deserves to live in a safe environment. Everybody deserves to be able to sleep in peace. And everybody deserves to live abuse-free. Yes, it's right. definitely, it's not just physical. We said that earlier. It's no, not, not at all. There's many yeah. elements to domestic violence. And yes. I just, as we come to a close, Paula, I yes. just want to, again, thank you thank for you sharing. For Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to do it again, if you don't mind, because sure. you've shared on so many different um, realms and levels. And I'm sure that people will be blessed by your story thank and you. the information like I said, you know, people, there are many people who are diagnosed with different types of cancer. There's so many different types of cancer these days and like where they all come from, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what we hear is we hear about the diagnosis, we hear about the prognosis, but we don't hear about the symptoms, what it felt like, what it looked like. Yeah. And I thank you for your transparency and thank willingness you. to be able to share um, so okay. that people who may be feeling something different in yeah. their body, you know what I'm saying? Yes, check they it might out. identify with the information that you shared and be like, maybe I need to go get this checked and ask these specific questions of my doctor. Yeah, exactly. Pay attention. Remember, the body speaks to you. You just have to be still uh, so you can listen. There it is. You have to be still so you can listen. The body speaks to you. 